the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with the co-founder of Citizen and Darling. Her name is Christina Vikas. Am I pronouncing that right, Christina? Um, it's Vicious. Vicious. Better than most. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, Christina is the co founder of uh, Citizen and Darling, and they are based in Los Angeles. They're a clothing line that is designed to build awareness and support to the ever growing epidemic of modern day slavery and human trafficking. And um, CND is an acronym for uh, Citizen and Darling. So if you hear us referencing that, that's what we mean. And they, they strive to connect freedom fighters with amazing non Profits who are saving lives every day, and um, and and really just uh, using fashion as a platform uh, to ta- have a, a rich discussion about what's going on in in sweatshops, what's going on in terms of you know sex trafficking, just slavery across the board. Uh, one really great thing about your organization, um, Christina, I, I, is that you donate ten percent of all your sales to six nonprofit organizations, and we're going to talk a little bit about first you, Christina, how you got started in this, and then your organization. Organization and you know um, what kind of clothing you you um, you sell and whatnot. But how did you get started in this, Christina? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, oh yeah, I am honored to be a part of the radio show. So thank you. Um, oh, yeah. So about four years ago, um, I was sort of at a crossroads in my life. I had gone to a lot of uh, third world countries on uh, short term mission trips with churches, um, and so I sort of had a broken heart throughout high school and college for the lost and needy, but it wasn't very tangible because I'd come back from these trips, have this incredible experience and sort of feel stuck. How can I do something that's more sustainable and long-term? And just because of my age and resources that were limited, um, the short-term mission trips were really as far as I could go. And so when I came to a point um, after college, um, I studied psychology and I knew that I wanted to intersect um, just helping people in some way or another. And at the time, I thought maybe that would be through therapy. Um, 
but I also always wanted to kind of integrate what I had experienced through short-term mission trips. And so I just, I didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, I uh, had a friend um, who later on became my business partner who um, was sort of at a similar place in her life. Um, She had worked with um, youth groups um, like Young Life and worked with Mm. a lot of younger girls and sort of more had a heart for, for young girls going through adolescent struggles. And she actually went to the Fashion Institute, which is my friend Karina. And so the two of us just got talking and casually catching up and like, what is it that we want to do in our lives? And we feel this call to just do more. And she was the one that actually exposed me to human trafficking. Mm. Um, At the time, I think I had a very similar perception than most people maybe did a few years ago before it started coming to light. Um, I sort of had the perception that it was girls being stolen in Europe, kind of like how Hollywood shows, or it was really just I guess the importing, exporting of people, but I never understood domestic trafficking or forced slave labor or the fact that um, trafficking victims are around us all the time and they may not be screaming and shouting for help, but they may have been more brainwashed, of course, that type of thing. And so she actually exposed me to trafficking. Um, She had watched a couple documentaries on it, had a friend that told her about it and had expressed to me that it's been on her heart to act um, in in this uh, realm of trafficking. And so we sort of just kept talking and thinking about what could we do together with our strengths. And she proposed an idea to start a small clothing line since she had the background in fashion and I had more of a background of working with people. And that's kind of how Citizen and Darling was born in a nutshell. Um, it took about another year of just brainstorming and ideas. Um, at the time, I was getting engaged. She had just had two babies. We, life was going on. And so the ideas evolved as we evolved. And eventually we settled on um, a company that was um, slow, slow growing and slow moving, which it still is. Um, but where we could really just use um, ethical clothing as a, as a tool and a piece and a, a talking point to get people to say, like, you know, your shirt, your clothing, it, it can really represent so much more than what you're just wearing. Wow. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, short story. Yeah. Long. That's how we kind of came about. Yeah, we as, as you probably know, we have a community store, the Love Never Fails community store in, in Hayward, um, and just give a quick shout out. It's at two two five eight zero Grand Street in Hayward. On Cross Street is A Street, and uh, we um, we sell you know secondhand clothing there. And we always uh, like our hashtag is our sh- my shopping gives back, right? And um, mm. it's just uh, a way for you know people to connect. I think that's very powerful and very palatable. Like you know, sometimes we want people to give above and beyond their daily expenses, right? Their daily mm. necessities. But if we can find ways to integrate your, you know, your passions and what you care about with the things that you would do every day, which is shopping, um, you know, or eating or, you know, whatever, like even working, like one of the things, you know, I'm seeing this a huge movement uh, in my day job at Cisco. There's a lot of uh, focus on uh, making sure that we understand how um, our the things that we do on a daily basis are impacting people's lives day to day, right? Um, like that oh, social yeah. social consciousness. I think that that's 
becoming more and more prevalent in every industry that we, you know, just kind of challenge the whole notion that we're just like we're buying a phone or we're buying a a, a shirt. But yeah, it's great. It's a phone that I used to call people, but how was it made? Right? How was it made? And and who does it you don't serve? Think about the person behind it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's so that's a, really I mean, powerful. It takes time too, I think, and that's something that I kind of. It's sort of a journey, I feel like, because I think a lot of times when we talk to people about trafficking or even the, the clothing or the items you wear, a lot of times it, people are in an initial shock and they're kind of like, wait a minute, what? What are you talking about? And yeah. so what I always like to say for our followers or customers is like, don't go into this huge shutdown guilt factor. Like, mm-hmm. keep the products you have. Don't throw them away. But when you start to buy next time, start to ask those deeper questions. Do I know who's making this? Do I know where it's coming from? Have I even looked into it? And so definitely brands are being held more accountable now because people are just simply asking that more question. More aware, yeah, yeah. I did a, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Slavery Footprint, but I did um, an assessment. Oh, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for myself. And I found out and it was really shocking. I have, you know, they, they tell you how many slaves you have working for you based on your, your buying uh, habits. And mm-hmm. um, I, because I'm a purchaser of a lot of electronics, they said I had 77 slaves working for me. Wow. And here I am, you know, fighting against human trafficking. And this is early, you know, in my early days. And since then, you know, I've made better choices. I can't say that I've eliminated everything, but I have made better choices. I've held on to my cell phone longer, right? I've mm. I've made um, fair trade purchases instead of just whatever's the cheapest um, you know, thing right. to buy. Um, just knowing so, those options are out there it's now. Great. Too. Like, yeah, I always recommend coffee, chocolate. Those are things you buy. You know, I, I buy all the time. Right. And there's even Costco has fair trade options. Yes. And it's just you know that okay, I'm. It's usually not a price difference. The quality is usually better because there's so much more care that's going into it. Yep. And you think, okay, I just. I know that if each consumer was making these small changes on one versus another, it does start to add up and make a big impact. It does. It does. Yeah. And and I, I just think I remember one time um, someone, it's just, just kind of a parallel thought that just popped a root. I don't know why. It just popped in my head. I remember this, this group of exploiters contacted me a few years ago at Christmas time. And they said, we're, we're going to have a... Uh, we're going to have a, a, a white party. And um, that means everybody's wearing white and, you know, it's like a like pimp party. OK, so they said we're going to have a white party and uh, and we want to have everybody bring gifts for the exploited women and exploited kids that you're helping. And they're going to bring a, like a door gift. And I remember I had to make a decision whether I would receive gifts. And we're talking about exploiters that were probably by like buy them a car like they cuz they compete mm-hmm. with each other you know they'd show up sure. with a car or a computer or a phone or you know all these different high price gifts and i you know th- gracefully thanked them i said no you know thank you for that but um i cannot receive the these mm-hmm. gifts um because they were they were bought at a price of the women that you're selling and the children wow. that you're selling to give me these gifts, see, and so to me, I feel like sometimes we do that when we make when we make our purchases. You know, we're standing yeah. for something, but 
but at the same time buying things that um that are you know that are actually enslaving another person and, and like you said don't we we shouldn't have like carry around this tremendous guilt but just to be more aware and mm-hmm. strive to do better so we're going to come back i'm really curious on Citizens in Darling, how you came up with that name. So um, we come back, we'll we'll dig a little bit more into that. And um, thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, we are on the uh, show today with a special guest who is the co-founder of Citizen and Darling, Christina Vichus. Correct? Righteous. Okay, I I got it right. Um, And uh, she is, uh, her her, uh, citizen and darling is actually giving back um, uh, to the cause of human trafficking, but also um, they are providing fair trade um, clothing uh, there in uh, Southern California and um, as a as an alternative um, and one that it sounds like um, I'd love to talk a little bit about your clothing line and what you offer and you know, what are some of the, just from a, a design style standpoint, um, what can someone expect to see when they come into sure. your store? But, um, before we talk, touch on that, just kind of going back to the story and a little bit of our, our dialogue in the back, um, in the last, um, uh, in the last segment. Um, so with the, with the, you know, it, I was sharing with you that it, it felt really, Strange that, uh, you know, I got offered to uh, receive, I was offered to receive these gifts from these exploiters, uh, at Christmas time. And, um, and, but on one hand, you know, I was like, wow, like they know about me. <laughs> so, right. Like I was like, oh, that's a little yeah. scary. Like they, they know what I'm doing. Um, but what, what, what it showed me is that, there are these places where where there does need to be some dialogue about what's happening um, because they're aware of me and I'm aware of them and they're trying to connect with me in some way because, you know, maybe some part of them feels like I know this is wrong, you know, mm. and I, I want to not have a conscious element. Right. It, right. I mean, you can numb enough to where. I'm sure they can act out on these things or whatever type of hurt they originally were coming from. But at the same time, I think there's always a part of us that has a conviction regardless of whether we listen to it or not. Yeah. And I'm like one, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of us like digging deeper into these issues because um, oftentimes we find that exploited exploiters um, are victims of poverty and abuse themselves and that has mm-hmm. gone unchecked and unaddressed. And so they've developed like this desensitization, if you will, to um, to hurting others because they themselves have been hurt and it's been unaddressed. And right. and so, you know, they've been taught to be to be this kind of person. And um, and, you know, I mean, so many I've talked to so many exploiters, both men and women. And they say, you know, like when I, who came for me when I was sexually abused? Nobody helped me. Wow. You know, who came for me when there I was beaten up? People, 
Right. And so they're like, this is a way of life. You know, I got no love for nobody. And, you know, this is what this is the way I get ahead. And so let's think about this. Uh, What 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 came up for me when when we were talking there quickly in the break is about labor trafficking, right? And the ways in which people are making, you know, making clothing for little or nothing. I've always struggled. I'm just going to be very honest with you. I'm, I've always struggled with the concept of labor trafficking, especially when we're talking about internationally, because oftentimes when somebody's making, let's say like, let's say someone's making a garment of clothing and they're paid a dollar a day to do like make clothes and they're paid one dollar sure. um, to make to work for 12 hours. That sounds horrible, right, for us in the U.S. However, that might be the only money that that person gets, like the only opportunity that is there. So sometimes I'm like, I'm a little conflicted because Mm -hmm. in some ways, I wonder if our interpretation of their treatment and that they shouldn't have to receive, you know, that one dollar a day has to do with our entitlement here in the U.S., and mm. us not really understanding that there are other places where there are no opportunities. Um, right. And then well, at the same time, I want better for them. I want better treatment. But it's like it's like this. The country has to have a whole overhaul. Like there has to right. be just a reinvigoration of businesses and the flow of currency. And do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just it's oh, just a very com- I guess where I'm going with this is so complex. Right. It's so complex. And I, I thought about that myself as well, because when you think sometimes in, in certain world countries, like in parts of India, the garment industry is, is the largest work. And so it's super competitive. And that's why you get such, um, such low demanding prices. And so you sort of think, okay, is some work better than no work for these people? Right. So at least they can put food on their table. But what I started realizing it's not so much it should be the responsibility of the country because they, of course, probably have a different different money system. Our cost of living changes in each country. But I think the responsibility needs to be more on the brands. Whereas they're saying, I'm going to have a factory or I'm going to work with a factory in this mm, location. I like that. Maybe, you know, maybe the, maybe the cost of living is going to be different. Maybe that dollar is really all that that country or whatever the situation looks like. But the brand should be at least investigating what the working conditions are. Are there, is there child labor going on and things like that to where maybe that dollar could be earned in a less inhumane way yeah. rather than... You know, and so I think. Well, and and, and I love what you're saying, because when you set up a fact like there's there's one thing for there to be like a strategic, um, a strategic undervaluing of people's lives. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I am X brand. I don't even want to say some brand because they'll probably get mad, you know, (laughs) using their brand. But I'm ABC brand. And I and I, you know, I pretty much know that I can get over on the people of X country and only pay them one dollar to work like 12 hours. So I'm going to go over there and set up shop over there because I know that I can I can pay them nothing. I don't need to give them breaks, you know, that. Right. So I'm minimizing my liabilities and my risk as a business. Um, That for me has is is has a different implication than, let's say, a local business hiring people there. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Absolutely, because also you think about it, when 
and this is just what some of the controversy was, is once those clothes go back to the U.S. or Europe or wherever they're coming from, especially if they're more of a luxury brand or high-end brand or if it's such a large chain that they are sell- selling so many units that they're making as much as maybe a lower or a, a luxury brand, the markup is so extreme that we're paying three, four hundred dollars for a garment that they are making the same amount on. So I believe that if the if the the garment's costing more, there needs to be a reason for it. And so with ethical fashion you start to see it costs more. But you understand it costs more because it costs more to make, not because the markup is higher. And so mm. I think that's where a lot of the responsibility needs to come back on the brands is if you're willing to charge so much for a garment then the workers should be paid more. And so I feel like, of course, that's going to be a long time coming and and a lot of brands are slowly starting to become more transparent and care more about their working conditions. But we have to wonder what is the cost breakdown and why why does something cost so much money when it's it's going back to the same location and factory where their other brands are using the same factory to sell something for $10. So I guess it's almost like, not that it, it makes it better, but... Why are you? It's the company that's taking all the money. When if they're going to be charging so much more, they should be paying more. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I'm I'm in total agreement with you. And um, you know, the only thing I would say uh, in that regard, like one of the things I love about fair trade chocolate is that it tastes just as good, right? And if not better than the you know than than the alternative. Um, same thing with coffee, right? It might be a more expensive, but it's the quality is just as good. And my, in our next segment, we're going to take a break, but I want to talk a little bit about like the, the care that goes into your, your products. And, um, sure. you know, I think that's the other piece is like, you know, I would love to like challenge and I don't know how, you know, products like Louis Vuitton are made, right. Or, um, uh, you know, Adidas, uh, you know, I don't know the, so I'm not speaking from knowledge here about their, their, their development chain, but, um, it would be so, like for me as a consumer, if you were to tell me that this wallet, which normally costs Louis Vuitton wallet costs about a thousand dollars. And if you were to tell me that I, w- I, you know, this is a ethically made Louis Vuitton wallet and I'm gonna, you know, I, I have to pay, I don't know, $200 more for that, um, I would pay that, right? Right. I mean, if I can afford a $1,000 wallet, I can afford $1,200 for it to be ethically mm-hmm. made. Let's let's be real. Yeah. So, um, and by the way, I don't have a $1,000 Louis Vuitton wallet. Just, <laughs> no. just saying. If anyone wants to send me one, they can get it right over to 969-37. <laughs> but no, I don't have there one. But can. just in theory, right, these high-end brands, I mean, how, how much harder is it for us to just put a little margin in there to make sure that the person gets $200 for working, you know, uh, that week versus five, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, so that would be really awesome. So anyway, um, we'll, we'll be right back. We're going to talk some more about your products. I want to know how you make them, what people can expect. Um, so we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action 
and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with co-founder of Citizen and Darling, Christina Vichis, and she is talking all about her products that she um, ethically made um, and designed uh, products that um, are part of her store there in Southern California. Is are you in LA? I am. Okay. Just outside of LA. What what part? Where where are you at? Located. So I live, I live near Pasadena. I actually run Citizen and Darling out of my home. Okay. So it's all online. All oh, it's online. Shop. Okay. Gotcha. And so um, just talking a little bit about your clothing, um, tell us, you know, what is, how is it made? Sure. Um, so I do mostly graphic t-shirts and hats. Um, it was something that we originally were thinking, okay, eventually we can do a full fashion line and graphics are just a really great place to start because you can kind of get your name and message out there most easily. Um, but graphics, I think we just came in that sweet spot right before they exploded. And so we have stuck with graphics and hats and kind of branched out to possibly totes, scarves, that kind of thing here and there. Um, and so graphics just happened to work. Um, and so, um, there's a couple different ways that we go about our production. Um, there are two mainly, mainly two, uh, blank companies that I use and one is located in Los Angeles. And so I really, a lot of times to go pick up straight from their warehouse. And then the other one, um, is in Kentucky, I believe. And so, um, they are really great. Uh, one of them, I can name drop them because i I will refer people to them all the time. Um, so Bella Canvas and Alternative Apparel are the two main sources I use. Mm. And um, they have a whole model that's based off of um, ethically made products. And so the way that they do that are by just being really transparent with their factories. And so on Bella Canvas's website, um, they post videos of their uh, factories. Um, there are some importing and exporting that, both companies do, but it's really great to educate people on how we were kind of talking just because something is made in a different country. It doesn't mean that there's slave labor involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they do is they really kind of open you into the conversation of their factories. And so um, one of the ways that they get a, um, a certification that uh, they are ethically made is through a process called RAP Certified. And so RAP Certified is a nonprofit that goes into factories around the world and they grade them, grade them on a criteria. And so um, it's a 12, um, 12 standards that they're, they go through. And it's almost kind of like how the FDA would go through um, a restaurant or a, a food just say, like, what, what's going on here? How it's being made? And so um, these 12 criteria include um, prohibition of forced labor, prohibition of child labor, um, harassment, abuse, hours of work, compensation, benefits, local laws. And so um, this nonprofit um, gives them sort of a stamp of approval of RAP certified. And so both the companies that I go through are RAP certified. And they have been really upfront and spoken about um, Fashion Revolution Week, if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, Fashion Revolution Week, for those who don't know, was a campaign that was started about five years ago after a factory collapsed, um, which had um, a few thousand people that unfortunately passed away in the event. Um, but, but why it was so controversial is because it exposed a lot of major brands using this particular factory mm. um, that had unhumane and unsafe working conditions, even though the workers had constantly reminded them about it and explained the abuse and mm. the neglect 
thing. And so a lot of brands are now participating in fashion revolution, um, which I believe is in April. Um, but it sort of posed this whole question of who made my clothes. And so um, Alternative Apparel kind of jumped on board on this campaign and just started posting pictures of the people making the clothes around the world. And I just loved the fact that they were saying like, hey, like this, these are our factories. And um, so I feel really confident going through those two companies. Um, and then um, as far as design goes, either myself or I have a that kind of helps me design. Um, a lot of the graphics that we create uh, have a, a inspiration from scripture usually because we're a faith-based company. Mm-hmm. And so um, I kind of think, is there something in this season that needs to be said? Or is there something that I feel like would be really powerful or just kind of um, comes along the message of hope and identity restoration that someone coming out of trafficking can really benefit from, but also somebody maybe who's not necessarily coming out of trafficking, but really needs that um, that inspiration, that encouragement uh, from the same source. Yeah. And so that's where the design process comes from. And then I have two local screen printers that I work with. Um, one is a family-owned business, a gentleman's been running it for 30 years. And so I really love to give him the business because he... Uh, really works hard for it, and he's a family man, businessman. And then the other is a friend who also has a small clothing line and does um, printing uh, on the side as well. And so I've just been really lucky to be really hands-on in the whole process. Um, I actually run Citizen Darling myself, and so I kind of oversee all processes that happen. Um, I have not been able to go to the actual factories that the shirts themselves are being made at, but I, I do feel really confident in the process of which they're being made. Awesome. Um, so one of the, I was just looking at the products and um, if you guys want to take a look, you can go to Citizen and Darling, all to, all spelled out C-I-T-I-Z-E-N-A-N-D-D-A-R-L-I-N-G.com. And um, super, I love, first of all, I love your models. Um, they look yeah, like, they're all friends of mine. <laughs> they look like real people and they're beautiful. And so I love that. And um, I love that you have things like on the back of the shirt from captive to captivating, um, you know, and uh, that's on one of them that says darling on the front. Um, you also have one that I absolutely I'm going to be purchasing after the show. It says beloved on it. Mm-hmm. And and then Freedom Fighter is another one. And um, I just love that. Um, T-shirts, um, you know, for me are ones – I don't get to wear a T-shirt very often. I usually am in business attire because I'm kind of dual rolling it. And, you know, and so when I get to wear a T-shirt, I really want it to mean something, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and be fun. But and, – and not always like I have some shirts like, can you help me stop human trafficking? They're like really in your face. Right. And sometimes my husband's like, are you really going to wear that like on Saturday yeah. with the kid? You know, like can we get off of work today? You know, but he's yeah. like – but but I could put beloved on, right? I'm always beloved. Mm-hmm. And everybody right. else is always beloved. And so he would get with that. He would love that. So, um, yeah. you know, and that is just, I, I love that. So um, please, you know, uh, take a look at her website and support um, what they're trying to do. I think it's fabulous. And um, I actually didn't know when 
um, the uh, fashion, uh, what is it called? Fashion week? Uh, not fashion, fashion revolution. Yeah, week. fashion revolution week. Um, I didn't know it was in April, so. It might might have been in May, but it definitely happened within the last couple months. I, I'm I'm going to look into that because that would be really powerful to attend. Um, I actually have a young lady who I had was blessed to meet um, who uh, does marketing um, and social media for um, Cornerstone Livermore Church. Her name is Taylor Armienti. Um, hi, Taylor. Shout out to you. <laughs> I met her and she has a passion for fashion and mm. uh, for freedom, fashion and freedom and um, social justice. And so she and I are talking with our workforce development coordinator, uh, Miguel uh, Miguel uh, Palmer, uh, work, workforce development manager slash life coach. We're talking with him about um, ways that we can do some pop-up boutiques with our community store and kind of like um, use the, because we do get some high-end donations, which are not really relevant to the um, the people that are in our community. Like they're just, unless we, we were to, like, we've gotten some red bottom shoes and some, you know, high-end coach purses and things like that. And we could sell them for very little, but we would like to obviously sell them for more so we can do more for, you know, survivors and whatnot. So we've talked mm-hmm. about um, doing a, you know, pop-up boutique in different parts of the state. And so maybe that's, that there could be an interesting collaboration there. Um, oh, yeah. That would be kind Absolutely. of fun. So, um, so cool. follow up, follow up, a follow up item. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back and love to talk to you about, um, uh, just some trends that you're seeing in the, in the, uh, in the fashion arena, other businesses that you admire or you, um, that you purchase your items from your clothing from and, uh, and, and we'll, uh, just explore this topic a little bit more. And thank you all for listening to love never fails radio. For more information on this program, visit love never fails us.com. That's love never fails us.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are having a good little discussion here about um, basically using fashion and using uh, your purchasing power to um, uh, give back to uh uh, organizations such as Citizen and Darling and others uh, to uh, give back uh, to this issue of human trafficking and also just uh, realign your buying habits so that they are uh, oriented towards fair trade, fair uh, employment practices, fair treatment of other people. And so I, I had mentioned during the break, um, our guest is the co-founder of Citizen and Darling, which is an online store um, that sells uh, um, T-shirts and uh, onesies and, and clothing um, that uh, is uh, relevant and definitely bene- beneficial just in general. It's very cute stuff but also fair trade uh, made in ethical factories and by people who care about this issue of uh, modern day uh, slavery and wanting to actually, you know, do what they can to make sure that people that, that are working in their factories are, are, are well. 
And so um, Christina, who, uh, uh, Christina uh, Vichis is really uh, taking a stand with her business. And so I was wondering, what do you buy and how do you make your buying purchases? And, you know, how do you research uh, what what is um, things that might pop up that are of interest to you? Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm a little fortunate just because I'm in the space that I'm at. I've been able to meet a lot of really wonderful brands and people who are either in the same space or just trying to make an impact with their business. And so I definitely would love to give a couple shout outs um, for jewelry. Well, first of all, my my goal recently has just been to buy as less as possible. I used to have a big shopping habit and it's taken years to break. And mm-hmm. that's just something that I think has kind of weaved in throughout my own story as far as where do you get your worth and your value from. And so for me, even though I'm not a trafficking survivor, I definitely can relate to a lot of needing to find your worth where you can. Um, and for me, in certain points of my life, that was through shopping. It was never something that was so excess that I felt like I had a problem or anything like that. But it was really to the point where I felt like, okay, if I have this new thing that I am sort of on a high of how I feel good about me. And I realized that that's actually just a huge problem in general in our country is that we feel that we kind of get this worth and sense of our identity out of getting something new or something better or upgrading or just, Mm. you know, and you feel good, which isn't bad in and of itself, but I started realizing just for my own self, there is a deeper issue there at yeah. times. Yeah. And so um, as far as shopping goes, I've really just tried to cut back as much as I can and reuse the things that I already have. Um, of course, there are those times where you, you want to buy or Christmas, you, people are asking for what, um, what you would like, things like that. And so I have a really good friend who has a jewelry company called Uncovered Jewelry, mm-hmm. and she makes beautiful pieces. She's located in Long Beach, so it's not too far from me, but um, she also gives back to fighting human trafficking with her mm, business. And wow. so she's actually become like my number one jewelry source. Uh-oh, um, now I'm looking at her, her website. Oh I'm going God. there right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> my husband's oh, like, don't go! Don't oh, look! No. <laughs> I know, and it's like you don't feel bad buying from her because she, or companies similar because she gives back to fighting trafficking as well. And so it's like, if you are going to buy, you you want it to go somewhere that um, makes sense. And so she's my number one jewelry supplier. And so I'm really fortunate to have found her. And I have a friend. And just so you all know who are listening, it's U-N-C-V-R-D jewelry spelled out dot com in case you want to go check it out. Mm hmm. Um, so also I have a friend named Michelle who, um, actually started a company called the Tote Project, Mm -hmm. um, which is really adorable tote bags that fight human trafficking. And so, um, she's been somebody that's been, um, not only an influence on me with, with my, my, um, tote, um, purchases, bag purchases, especially for Christmas time. It's a really great gift. Mm-hmm. But um, she specifically actually turned herself into an ethical fashion blogger. And mm. so um, if anybody's interested in a really great resource for buying ethical clothing, um, her name is Michelle. She has a blog called Michelle for Good. And the whole entire blog is just dedicated to highlighting ethical brands. And so I always have people kind of go to her website um, 
for more information. There's also a really great resource called thegoodtrade.com, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they just have a beautifully curated website on brands that are either giving back or have some sort of social impact or are ethically made. Um, so for me, something that I've really tried to um, sort of switch my gears, um, unless I want something specific from one of these brands, I try to buy secondhand mm-hmm. or borrow or trade with friends, things like that. And so I always have been told and taught over the past few years that a lot of clothes, uh, the reason why slave labor is in such a high demand is because in America or also other countries, we go through clothes so fast. Mm. And so the demand is 52 seasons now, not four. And so um, if we can buy secondhand or figure out a way to do swap and shop parties or just um, reuse our clothes and fix them, we're preventing these clothes from not only ending up in landfills, but we're giving them second life. And also it's preventing us from shopping more. Yeah. And so... There are absolutely times, like, I like to be completely transparent while I will will go into Target and buy something if I need it, and there's really not another option. Um, But, you know, it's it's not about being perfect. It's about being intentional. And so um, I, at times, there are things where you just can't avoid a situation where you know you need something, and, of course, there's a convenience to it. But at the same time, um, I'd say, like, 99% of my purchases, I really try to have an intention behind and think about it before. And like really as simple as Googling, where does the, where does the company make its clothes or shoes or whatever. And sometimes you can be pleasantly surprised that they're actually completely falling in line with, um, uh, health and safety standards or uh, the workers standards, or they're made in America locally. And you just realize, Oh great. This is, I'm going to support this company now because they, um, are actually falling in line with my values and I didn't even know it. Right. Yeah. So that's great. So there you go. You have a couple different websites there and then, um, and then you also have, um, just digging into where they make their clothes, like double clicking on the, their websites and, um, making sure that, you know, some of the, your, especially your major purchases align. If you're anything like me, like I'm, I do all my buying on Amazon. So, um, yeah. you know, it's pretty easy to click into the, um, the provider of the product and kind of determine, is this a, um, legitimate outfit, a reseller? Um, who is the, who is the actual manufacturer? And you know, if you can click around and kind of kind of get a sense of how these how the item was made, that way, um, good trade sounds interesting too. I'll check that out. Um, and the good trade, I'm actually on their site right now, so they have some articles and some. Um, it says thirty five fair trade and ethical clothing brands better betting against fast fashion. I love what you said, Christina, about our mindset. Though I think that is the most powerful transformation. And I'm actually Mm -hmm. in that place right now. I had to have a, we're getting ready to do some major, have some major changes in our family um, that are going to impact our finances. And um, I had to have a conversation with um, my daughter about a few things. And um, I got to tell you, contrary to what you think, like, you know, you might think, oh, when you have to tell your kids that you have to tighten, tighten up stuff, um, They'll be like, oh, my gosh. Like, for example, her birthday is coming up. She's going to be 11 in 
Um, we were going to have her birthday at um, this place that makes bath bombs. They like do little bath bomb parties in the mall. And it's pretty expensive. And all of their mm-hmm. products are ethically made. So we know that. Oh, wow. But but it's very expensive uh, to do it. And I said, we're going to have to do it um, at home. And she was super excited about like having to figure out how we can get the the ingredients together, you know, and and make our own bath bombs or make our own lip gloss. And um of course I'm dreading that cuz I'm horrible at things like that. But um <laughs> but anyway, the point is is that I think sometimes we might think that having to sew a jacket or you know, wear a secondhand piece of clothing like that's not going to make us feel good, but surprisingly um it, it can have a, a, an effect on you that is a lot more fulfilling than you realize. And um, I, we're going to take a break here in just a second, but I just uh, I just wanted to share that with you because I love what you said about just really being intentional and thoughtful about being less of a consumer, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, and be more satisfied with what you have. So. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, okay, we're going to take a break. Um, I did want to just give a quick shout out to all of you who are listening. We are a listener supported uh, radio program and uh, ministry and business. And uh, we would greatly appreciate your support um, in signing up to become a Love Never Fails member. Um, So when we come back, I'm going to explain a little bit of that to you as well as some events that are going on in the community. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit Love Never NeverFailsUs.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Uh, again, thank you so much. We've been in the studio with Citizen and Darling and uh, co-founder uh, Christina uh, Vichis. And she has uh, just been teaching us a bunch and sharing a bunch about how we can um, make uh, ethical purchases uh, of clothing and, and items in general. Thank you so much for being on the show, Christina. I know you have some event, an event coming up if you want to share that please feel free yeah absolutely so um so this coming november um every year our uh, brand is a part of a ethical christmas market called conscious christmas um and it's actually in long beach california which i know is kind of far for some but if you happen to be in la or long beach area uh, or if you'd like to do a road trip um it's going to be saturday november 17th at a place called howl in downtown long beach um and this is a really great event. There's dozens of brands that come together that all give back somehow. And it's just a great resource for Christmas shopping to where everything you're purchasing gives back in some way. And then um, all brands donate a part of our sales from the event to the Long Beach um, Human Trafficking Task Force. And last year, they were able to raise over $1,000 for that. So it's just a really great time to come together and um, support brands uh, with your Christmas purchases. 
Yay. Awesome. Okay. And then we've got a few more things. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to our new member, Merle Huey. Thank you so much for your support and signing up and becoming a Love Never Fails member. Um, wanted to invite the rest of you to join us. Um, there are some things that we, we actually want to kick off another IT Academy. Um, and we are short about $4,000. So putting that out there, um, to be able to do that. And so if you would join us, us in um, becoming a game changer, which is a $100 uh, pledge a month, that would provide us $1,200 a year. If we had four people that would sign up to be game changers, we could get started on our next class. Um, there are um, uh, other membership levels, however. You could become a lighthouse, that's $10 a month, restore, $30 a month, educator, $50 a month, and protector, $75 a month. And you can learn more by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate and there you can find details about membership also wanted to just invite you out to the various events that are going on in the community and you can find out more about that by going to love never fails us.com forward slash events please come out and uh and uh join us and as we do street outreach and we engage with the community and of course if you haven't heard it before we want to make sure that you know that you are loved thanks for joining us this week on love never fails radio We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance, give up your Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.